Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Is there any possibility that you would retire after this last season? Uh, I would say it's pretty unlikely, but hopefully unlikely. I just don't know what's going to happen, and you know I'm not going to predict it. And uh, no one needs to make choices at this point. You know I love playing football. I love playing for this team. I love playing for this team for two decades and and winning a lot of games. Again, I just I don't know what it looks like moving forward. So we'll just take it day by day. I love the Patriots. I mean they they obviously uh, you know it's the greatest organization. And you know playing for Mr. Kraft all these years and uh, for Coach Belichick. I mean there's. There's nobody who's had a better career, I would say, than me, just being with them. I'm very blessed, and I don't know what the future looks like, so I'm not going to predict it. That was Tom Brady. Welcome back. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you for making us a part of your day, your week, your lives. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Gordon, let's talk a little NFL football. We still have NFL out there and a huge, huge story. Tom Brady um, announced he he wrote a, a note to the fans. Gordon, he talked to Robert Kraft yesterday. Apparently, he will not be back with the New England Patriots. Uh, we don't know where he's going quite yet, but we know that he will not be with New England anymore. I'm sort of confused on this one. I know that, as we talked about earlier, there were indicators that uh, this this could happen the way it did. But I, I, I guess I'm trying to wrap my mitts around why it's happening the way it is. I don't know what the Patriots' plan is to replace Brady. Uh, but if, if, if so much was accomplished with these particular individuals, and if the feeling is really as deep as it seems to be, then why couldn't something be worked out here that would be pleasing to both Brady and Belichick and Kraft, for that matter. I'm hinting that you think there should have been some, or I, I'm I'm drawing from what you're you're hinting at that there's some should have been some sort of like legacy offer to Tom Brady. Well, I mean, I, I you, <laughs> I, I guess, but I think he can still play. He may not be at the peak of his powers now, but is there somebody that they're going to bring in that's better than Brady? It's, I understand that it's all sort of tied to financials and whatnot, and Brady probably wanted uh, a decent chunk of change. Uh, it just seems like couldn't they have found a middle ground somewhere to keep this thing going Un- unless they, they have a, a plan B that they think is better than, than paying Brady? I don't know, because you sit there and you listen to Brady, and he's talking about how great Belichick is and how, how much he enjoyed playing for Mr. Kraft. And you saw the statements that were issued today by Belichick and Kraft calling Brady the greatest of all time, and he's all this. He's a great leader, and he's a great quarterback, a great teammate, on and on and on. I get there's public relations at at hand here, but could they really not have worked something out that was amenable to all? Well, I think that's amenable to all, and obviously, Gordon, the answer is no. I I don't know if Tom – I think it comes down to this. I think Tom Brady can get a three-year contract from a different NFL team. He can probably get two of those years guaranteed, and he's going to make over $30 million. And so the Patriots probably said, you know what, that isn't worth it to us. So let's part ways. Okay, 
from a human standpoint, Jake, that that has to be bothersome to, to Tom Brady. Why? Has to be. Why? I, I, I don't know how you can accomplish what he has accomplished and not have that be objectionable to you. He's 42. I, I get it, but he can still play. Kind base, of. And, and, okay, you talk about the legacy aspect. This is where the argument happens. Do you? What do the Patriots owe this man? What do they owe? And I understand they, they owe their fans, too, and they, uh, they owe their fans the best efforts to win in the future. And like you said, they figured that the dollar figure wasn't worth it to them and that their future was brighter going a different direction. I get that, but <laughs> we're talking about the best quarterback ever. We're talking about a quarterback who won you <laughs> so many championships. I <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm torn on this one. I really am. I get both sides. But Tom Brady's the one who's walking. He's saying, hey, man, I'm out of here. I'm going to go find some my football journey elsewhere. And he, But if I'm Tom Brady, I don't want to go somewhere just to play football. If I'm used to winning the way he's used to winning, I want to go somewhere where I can keep on winning. So it's, it's really clear to me. I, I'm not torn on this at all, Gordon. I, I think, you know, if, if you're going to sign a player to a legacy deal, you're doing damage to your franchise, but you're saying we don't care because this person means so much. If you look at, like in the case of, uh, in Rest of Soul, of course, Kobe Bryant, and the last deal he signed with the Lakers, it was brutal. And it was a big part of the reason the Lakers were terrible over that stretch and were terrible over that stretch for a couple of years after he left. It was a, But the Lakers said, you know what? You were so important, we're going to do it anyway. And the thing with the Patriots is they've never done that for anybody. If anything, they've been consistent. Once you've priced yourself over your value, they let you go. And they've done it with everybody. And, and we'll see if it works with their most important piece, Tom Brady. But the price point has has uh, outreached its value, and they're not going to do that. And I get, I certainly get why. Well, you say they haven't done that with anybody, but Tom Brady's not anybody. I right, mean, but, talk, but they're we're, consistent, we're, we're, Gordon. They're not making yeah, an exception. I, I understand what you're saying, but, I mean, the Patriots can still be good. They could still be good and pay Tom Brady. Can't they? I don't think it's a situation like the Lakers with Kobe at that particular time because the team stunk. So it it really pains me to say this, but why why wasn't there this uproar when the Colts were moving on from Peyton Manning? Because everybody knew they were going to get Andrew Luck and it was the smart thing to do. It was just more obvious than what's going on with the Patriots. So who are the Patriots going to get? That's going to bridge that gap. Somebody that, that, costs a lot less, and they can invest in other parts of their team as they move on to the next generation. But see, I mean, Jake, you and I, I guess, are a little different on this. I, I think when someone has performed the way Tom Brady has, and he's still playing well. I mean, he, like I said, he's not as good as he once was, but he's still quite good. And I, I think, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just a sucker for loyalty, but I... I I I think I might have gone about this a little differently because I, I don't think they, they may get a quarterback. Are they going to get a quarterback as good as Brady? No, they're not. Are they going to pay him less? Yes, they are. But the quarterback is the most important position on the field, and I I, I think I'd stick with the greatest ever. And you know, Gordon, if you were running the Patriots, you could make that uh, that decision. Belichick isn't going to do it. He's he's proven that. 
over and and over and over and over again. And here's here's the thing. I I'm with you. I'm a sucker for loyalty. I get your feelings there. But the the NFL is the most cutthroat, cold-blooded of the most cutthroat, cold-blooded profession on the planet. There's not another, even if you get down to like stock traders, there's not another profession on the planet that's based solely on competition, certainly solely on competition physically, like pro sports is. And the NFL is the most cutthroat of all those leagues. It's it's the way that NFL franchises have success, is that you have to manage every cent properly because there's so many players on the team. It's not like the NBA where you can pay all your money to one player and LeBron James is going to go out there and win you a ton of games and who cares how much the rest of the team is making because you're going to win. The NFL is so much different than that. You can't just go, oh, Tommy, you've earned it. Here's $40 million a year. But, Try but not to, you, to uh, sink the franchise I, I, on your way out the door. I, I get it. I get it. But he's not going to – Brady doesn't want to play for a team that sucks. And so he's taking that into consideration, I'm thinking, in this in this negotiation. He doesn't want to handicap his team to the point where it can't win. And and so I, I think he probably factored that in. Or do you think Brady's just going, you pay me every cent that you can pay me and uh, go ahead and have my the left side of my offensive line be horrible or to to uh, to, to uh, decimate the defense uh, so you can pay me that doesn't seem like that's consistent with who he is i think he would rather win and have a little less cash than have more cash and uh, and not win don't at this point in his career don't you think that would be true no He's already won on, a ton. He's this, already won more this, than anybody this else. Guy, this guy, does he really, how much more money does he need? But how many more titles does he need? Well, that's what he lives for, isn't it? Well, I think, he's, we, I think he's making we a living. Say, we always make fun of the people that say, oh, yeah, I'm here to win a ring. I'm here to win a ring. B.S. Early on in your career, you're there to get money. I understand that. But once you reach a point where you have your money... I mean, don't you want to keep winning? I mean, that's why he doesn't have to play football anymore. This guy doesn't have to play. He's set for the rest of his life. How about he's, how about, okay, he's okay financially? He's married to a supermodel who makes more than he does. He's he just saw he's selling a thirty-four million dollar mansion. This guy's got so much money he doesn't know what to do with it all. He's got and so why, many rings. So, he's out of so, fingers. I mean, you well, can apply yeah, the, but, the exact same no. logic. No, he's still got a few more fingers left to fill. I mean, doesn't it seem as though this is a guy who wants to... That's the reason he wants to keep playing football. Isn't so much for the money; it's for the winning. How about this? He's he's taken a back seat and taken less money than he had to for years. Now it's it's been a huge story. Now he sees he's got two years left max because he's forty two years old and his value is not what it used to be. So go shake down some other team for every <laughs> last nickel that you can pry out of this because you can't work until you're fifty. And he's going to get as close as he can. But I certainly wouldn't blame. Somebody who said, you know what? I don't care what situation I'm going to. I'm getting one last huge, huge payday because I, I'm not guaranteed a windfall from here on out. Maybe I stink at being a businessman. Maybe I'm not uh, like uh, Buck Magic Johnson who uh, can, has the wisdom to invest in all these Starbucks, you know? Maybe he wants to get uh, take advantage financially of every last second he has this kind of earning potential. Could you really blame somebody for that? No, I, I couldn't. But Tom Brady, I think, would operate a little differently. I How understand. do you know? I, 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 because he's filthy rich. He's already filthy rich. 
Okay, well, a certain it's, it's not a like certain it's, of, it's, of the two of us. It's not like it's not like you and Naz when you get married and Naz is hauling your butt around all over the place, paying all your bills and whatnot. I'm kidding, but I mean he's married to, to Giselle. I mean these guys have uh, they have a double dose of huge income. I, I just uh, I don't know. Maybe it's isn't it always the people who don't have money who say money isn't important? I, I don't know, but it just seems to me like he he doesn't have to play anymore. So do you think a few extra million is really worth it to him? Well, I don't know, Gordon. Out of out of the two of us, you have some means, and uh, you have been grumbling an awful lot about the stock market and what's been going on. <laughs> So, that has less to I do mean, with means. Hey, wait, that has less to do with means and more to do with the station in life I'm at. All right. Okay. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes comfort and the, uh, let's see, level of comfort that we've grown accustomed to. After the recession, I dropped 90 mil while well, I've recouped that and doubled it. <laughs> And I don't blame you. <laughs> that was incredible. I don't Where blame did you, you get for that, Austin. Come on. I don't. I was bl- quoting somebody. I don't blame you for being sensitive about the matter. But let's not pretend like uh, you know Tom Brady isn't thinking about earning a few extra mil on his way out the door. So I'm like a half a billion now. Because <laughs> <laughs> what he needs another yacht. I mean, what what else does Tom Brady need? You have he's two ma- cars. He's, ma- he's married to a woman who probably does make more than he does. You're married to Lisa. And, so and I got he- less time than I got money. So I got to burn <laughs> through this, man. Come on. Let's do it. I'm telling you. He doesn't have to play football anymore. Why is he going to go nickel and dime someone and, and be, what, for a few extra million? What? He's got more Super Bowls than any other quarterback's ever going to have. So what? what's the point there? Does he, is there, okay, then let's shift this a little bit. Is there some ego involved here that he thinks he can go somewhere else and win a Super Bowl without Belichick? I, I mean, I, I don't know. That that seems well, odd to me because he's played for the Patriots for two decades now, as he mentioned in that soundbite. Uh, it's just, if I were him, I would want to play wherever it is I could win another championship. And, uh, yeah, money's important. you got to get some money, but it's not like he's going to be playing for chicken feed if he stayed with the Patriots, right? Okay, so how much less? $10 million a year? You understand how I don't much money know. that what is? Do you think, what do you think the difference is? I'd take every what, what penny are we looking I could. At here? If I were Tom Brady, I would be like, hey, Tampa, are you morons and willing to give me, oh, $80 million guaranteed? Well, then, yeah, whatever. I don't $80 even... million? You think that's what it's going to be? Oh, I think that's what, money maker. I think that's what he's looking at somewhere in For that two neighborhood. two years? Yeah. Well, I think it'll be a three-year deal, and then I bet you'll see somewhere 60 70, 80 million guaranteed, depending on what they give him per year. Well, that is a lot of money. Uh, how much do you think he could get from the Patriots? Not even close to that much. Belichick wanted to get rid of him two years ago. Well, there's a, there is that as well. So there's, I think there's some, some, some dishonesty going on here, back and forth between between the two. I think there is a, a bit of a clash of egos here. But do you but remember I, uh, do you remember Jurgen Klinsmann, the the US soccer yeah. coach from Germany uh-huh. or whatever when he cut Landon yeah, Donovan, when he cut Landon Donovan, he talked about how in American sports we pay players for what they have done as opposed to what they are doing or will do. 
and Tom Brady's value of what he is now and what he will do is not even close to what it it's depends been. On, not it even depends close. On, it depends on what you value. I mean, if he goes to a team somewhere, you, you're making fun of teams that might sign him, but he might have the kind of leadership necessary to have an impact on an entire team. Whereas, you know, I mean, Belichick might feel like he can play that role with the Patriots, but there might be a team. We talk so much about culture these days and developing that. Who better to, to, to pass that along to an entire team than a Tom Brady? Hmm. I mean, this guy is universally respected by every player who knows what, uh, what the track record is, knows what this guy is about. And uh, I, I can see him having a, a profound impact on a team, even if his his abilities aren't what they once were. Passing on wisdom better be better than his passing on the field because that noodle arm isn't getting the ball anywhere anymore. <laughs> that arm's always been a noodle. Exactly, and now it's worse. <laughs> why are you so at, Why, why are, you are you so in pro- love with why, Tom why, Brady? Why, why are you so prone to get rid of this legend? You know, get rid of him. He's not worth it. And whoever signs them is complete idiots. Because it's not personal to me. And I'm not making the, the decisions. And I, you know me, Gordon. I, I really like the game behind the game. I'm really fascinated by salary caps and salaries and structure and, and the general manager duties. I, I think that's entirely interesting. And if somebody wants to let their personal feelings affect how they manage a, a roster, then that's their prerogative. But I certainly can see the logic in not overpaying uh, for a player based on their value and what they're going to give you in the upcoming season. How can you, how can you argue with that? I know, but- but some of those things that you're talking about are uh, can be evaluated differently, like we were talking about. Okay, I mean, you, how good you is, give how, how good how good is Tom Brady right now relative to the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL? He's maybe in the upper half, third, maybe. Oh, he's he's at least that. Come on. Oh, I could think of many quarterbacks right now that I would rather have than Tom Brady. He's he's definitely in the top third. Let me let me think. Tyrod Taylor, Philip Rivers, <laughs> newest Colts quarterback. Philip Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, correct. Uh, let's see here. Baker Mayfield, obviously. He's got he's got fewer children than Philip. Does it? Uh, is uh, is what's his name? The Eagles uh, Super Bowl. Uh, the Arizona grad guy is his. Nick his, Foles? Is his arm still attached? <laughs> he's he's with prob- the, he was with the Jaguars, yeah. but Minshew beat him out. Yeah, that's right. But he's probably better. <laughs> um, a good example of what we're talking about there, uh, though, Gordon. Uh, seriously, and I I have a. Uh, at BYU Freak who tweeted this in. He says Joe Montana and the 49ers. Good example. Well, they had Steve Young behind him. I mean, who do the Patriots have? I don't know, but it worked out well for the Niners. They had to make Well, that's because they had a Hall of Fame backup. They didn't know that at the time. Oh, yes, they did. They did not. Yeah, yeah. When Bill Walsh signed Steve Young, he knew that guy was going to be great. So they had to cut, basically, the the legend, the greatest of them all at the time, Joe Montana, to move on because they had more value somewhere else. It's the because same logic. Because they had a Hall of Fame quarterback sitting on the sideline so waiting to take the field. beloved local legend Steve Young is a part of this story, then it's all that, that, different. No. It's no, all that just, different. But that, no, that makes all the difference. If, if the Patriots have a guy who's a, a future Hall of Famer on the sideline who's much younger— 
loyalty goes w- out the there. window. Well, I mean, uh, you want to put practicality in this. <laughs> there it is. You got it. Who do the Patriots have? Okay, as who, long as, who do they have waiting? So as I, long like, as Andrew like, Luck if, is if, coming listen, in or Steve Young listen, is the backup, then loyalty Steve, be damned. If, listen, have a nice if, life. Don't let Steve the door Young, hit you where the good listen. Lord split you. <laughs> if Steve Young hadn't been on the sideline with the Niners, they'd be loyal. Then, sure. Then, then, no. Then the Niners should have held on to Joe Montana longer. <laughs> so it's okay. So well, loyalty I mean, matters. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying to talk your language. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. Convenience is so, the name of the so, game for okay. you, Gordon. When so, it's convenient, when loyal, be loyal <laughs> no, unless it's convenient no, to be otherwise. No, no, hold on. No, you gotta you gotta balance it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not dismissing everything you're saying. I mean, you've got you've got to have some responsibility for the future of the team. I mean, you got to. I get that, but circumstances are a little different from here to there. Okay. Uh, again, which of these, I'm, I'm which getting of these teams. Do you, where do you think he, Tom Brady is headed? Is he headed to the Raiders? Is he headed to the Bucks? Is he headed to the Chargers? Uh, well, you're hoping he's headed to the Chargers, and apparently they've made a, a last minute push. But uh, it, what Colin Cowherd reported earlier that he's going to the Bucks. Who knows if that's right or not? Uh, but I don't know. Bruce Arians. He's good with quarterbacks. They say the Bucks have a decent team. The Chargers have a decent team. I don't know. I don't know, Gordon. Yeah, I don't know. But hey, let well, the, let the Brady, superstars I'm... make a fortune and watch out somewhere else. Like <laughs> I, get, I totally get it. Do you think the Chicago you, Bulls you, were looking uh, at the Washington Wizards with Michael here Jordan and going, listen, "Man, we we here, really should have here we be go on this again. train." The heartless Jake Scott okay. making his position clear. <laughs> get rid of him. He's just the greatest of all time. What's he done lately? Get him out of here. Exactly. Hey, they've uh, compensated Tom well. I mean, and if he took less money uh, earlier in his career, I guess that's his fault, right? <laughs> okay, so now I'm just, I'm just irritating you now. I can't believe that this isn't even an argument within your mind. You He's going to make $30 million dollars a year elsewhere. What was he making this year? Do you know? Uh, give me a minute. I'll, I'll look it up and we can get All into right. it. Coming I, up I, I just wonder how much it would have to be. But you can see how his value it, with with an ego like Bill Belichick. I mean, he's sitting on the sideline saying, I'm the greatest coach that's ever uh, gone up and down this sideline here. I can I can fashion my next quarterback. I can make this work. Whereas you have other teams in the league who desperately need what Tom Brady can give them. Even though, like I said, his talent may not be what it once was, but his experience, his ability to rally a team to uh, to do, to new heights, I think some of those abilities are still there and very valuable to teams, and that's why they're talking to him because they know what the price is going to be. All right, we'll get into more coming up right, uh, right around the corner. Don't forget, Bowler joins us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But joining us now, of course, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, Andrew, I did, uh, just to make light a little bit of a difficult situation, I did read a story about how people are expecting uh, COVID-19 babies after this is all said and done. <laughs> and maybe somebody is sitting at home going, wow, that could be me. Yeah, that's I, you know I read the same article. It's kind of interesting. We're we're all hunkering down. Um, people are in, in close proximity to each other, and husbands, wives, you know, partners, all of that stuff. 
it, it puts a magnifying glass on the intimacy of the relationship. And the reality is it, this is a sensitive thing. Um, and a lot of guys are struggling with erectile dysfunction. And if things are good, they're great. But if, if things aren't quite so good in the bedroom, it can make it so bad. Um, I've seen this thousands of times. The clinical studies suggest that our technology, our treatment is so effective, in fact, above 85, in some cases 90% effective in reversing erectile dysfunction by increasing blood flow. What that means is you don't have to take the pill any longer. You don't have to worry about injections or maybe consider surgery. This is a natural fix. I think it's the only natural fix that exists, and we can restore that spontaneity in the bedroom. And for our listeners out there wondering about it, maybe they haven't considered this, you're, you're going to do a free consult with the doc. We are. We have noticed that guys struggle with erectile dysfunction. Generally, they do nothing, and the problem gets worse. Call us now. We'll do an assessment, an exam, a blood flow ultrasound, really cool way of hearing if there's any blockages in your blood flow. We've got a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom we're going to give you. All of that is free. Call us now. We are open and safe for business. All right, give them a call today, 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Jake. That's Andrew Reinhardt uh, from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Call him again, that number, 801-901-8000. We'll have more straight ahead. Stay tuned. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. I turn my preaching responsibilities over to Reverend Kenahan. Amen. <laughs> Reverend Kenahan. I've heard you called a lot of things, but never Reverend Kenahan. Hey, I am an unordained minister. <laughs> Ministering to the masses weekdays from 6 to 10. I don't need to be ordained. My ministry speaks for itself. You are so full of it. It's spectacular. I enjoy that. Nope. No. Reverend Kenahan. You speak the truth as you see it and you get blasted for it. <laughs> so be it. I'm content. My maker is satisfied with me. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Sunshine, she's here. You can take a break. I'm a hot air balloon that could go to space. Happy going out to Kirsten on a Total Request Tuesday. We're going, you know, songs that help with the blues. You know what's funny about this selection? Last week when we did Most Annoying Song or this whatever was it was. also on there. So yeah, that's right. Uh, Gordon, real quick, uh, and it is the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, I've got some bad news for you. Uh, of that? course, we have a, a bet between the three of us where Tom Brady's going to go, if not the Patriots. Mm. We know it's not going to be the Patriots. Austin took the Titans. That's off the table. I had the Raiders. That's basically off the table. You had the Chargers. Uh, and this... Uh, goes to our conversation that we were having in the last segment. Gordon, the Chargers reportedly feel that they are no longer in the running for Tom Brady after an, their offer was rejected. You know what their offer was for? What? 30 mil per. So he's going to get more than 30 mil per from someone. Wow. Well, if, if Philip Rivers is worth 25 million, is Brady worth 30? 
I don't know. And again, you know, one thing is, uh, Gordon, one thing we don't know is length either. Like maybe Brady wants, you know, the years. Maybe that's important to him. I don't know. It's interesting because Austin and I were talking during the break. I think the Chargers would have been a perfect fit uh, with Tom Brady. I mean, they they need his leadership. They need his marketability. They need to sell tickets. They need to draw eyeballs. I can't think of any offseason move that would uh, do that better than signing Tom Brady. I, 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 unless he didn't want to move to Southern California, and I thought he, he liked it out there. I, I'm, I'm surprised at that news. Can you think of a worse franchise le- relocation? And there probably is one, honestly, that, that I'm not thinking about. But can you think of a worse franchise relocation than the Chargers going to L.A.? Nobody goes to their games. Winnipeg Jets. To the Phoenix Coyotes. Coyotes? Yeah. But didn't the Coyotes have some success and fill that arena down there for a while? Or for was like a minute. Because now Wayne Gretzky pooped it away. They can't fill a soccer stadium and nobody cares. In fact, what they care most about is that they don't care about the Chargers. You know? Can you think of a worse one, Gordon? Not really. Because I remember, I remember the column that uh, my friend Bill Plaschke wrote when the Chargers were talking about moving to L.A. And the column was essentially, we don't want you. Stay away. Oh, brother. No, I, I really can't, can't think of uh, one. Uh, okay, so let me flip that question on you. What was the best move ever? For any team. Oh, I would say the Minnesota Lakers going to L.A., wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I might go with uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers moving to L.A. They were already already like an icon franchise in Brooklyn, though, wouldn't they you say? They were, but they were that gutty little team that nobody really took seriously, right? In fact, and, aren't people still mad that they moved to L.A.? Isn't yeah, that still yeah but those are those, those are those sentimental types that you can't stand. Wasn't Bernie Sanders complaining about that just the other day? And I'm not even making a joke about that. I'm saying that legitimately. Wasn't he talking about how he was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan? I, well, I've talked with Frank Layden about that. He said that was the day that changed sports forever. Hmm. But it worked out financially pretty well for the Dodgers, I'd say, didn't it? Uh, yeah. They, they played baseball in the Coliseum for a while. <laughs> remember they had that netting up all over? Well, you don't remember, but, I mean, you might be aware of the fact that they had to uh, they had to doctor the, uh, the various uh, parts of the field for that one. Well, you could call... Oakland moving from Oakland to L.A. to Oakland now to Vegas. I mean, that, you know, if you're moving four times in, what, 50 years, that's probably not a pretty good sign. Or is it less, or is I, it more than that, more than 50 years? No, that's about 50, right? Going from Oakland to L.A. the first time and then back to Oakland and now to Vegas? Yeah, yeah. I'd say somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, there have been uh, – the way that the Colts moved from Baltimore was – Maybe the worst that I've ever seen, sneaking out in the middle of the night. But not a failure, though. Uh, Yeah, I suppose. But it was bad form. But it's gone pretty well for the Colts in Indianapolis, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. How about the Giants moving from New York to San Francisco? Yeah, I think that's gone pretty well. It's far from a disaster. No, no. I mean, I was looking at both ends of this question. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I just think it's been such a disaster for the Chargers. They've gone from, you know, everybody kind of liked the Chargers in San Diego, right? And now they're not even hated. They're just a joke. They were even good, and they were still a joke. (laughs) Yeah. 
That was, I don't know. There's, a, don't there's know how... a whole South Park episode roasting the Chargers for what a failure this is. Well, then that uh, then that speaks biblically, doesn't it? Well, obviously, I mean it is a it is a pretty great show. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. Well, I tell you, another success story was the Jazz moving from New Orleans. Yeah, it, well, that definitely has been a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll have the Not Sports Report coming up right around the corner, so make sure and stay tuned for that. Bowler is going to join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. I'm very much looking forward to speaking with Bowler. want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing. Get your furnace tune-up and safety check for 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333 or go to actionplumbing.net. We'll have more coming up. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Cam Pomeroy joins us right now. We took a national vote and everyone has agreed. You are the only one that is qualified to dub a national champ. Who is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, reluctantly, I would say, you know, Kansas was clearly the best team by just about everybody's metrics. Certainly my system has them clearly as the best team. And I don't think you can find a system that doesn't have Kansas as number one. They would be it. But, you know, that just seems so unsatisfying because I, I did run the numbers on their chances of actually winning the tournament, and obviously they had the biggest chances, but it was only 20%. So you're missing here wow. these three weeks. That crazy stuff is going to happen, and this was such a wide-open year. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. And all of these moments just might find their way into my dreams tonight. But I know that they'll be gone when the morning light sings or brings new things. For tomorrow night you see that they'll be gone too. Too many things I have to do. But if all of these dreams might find their way into my day-to-day scene. I'll be under the impression. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the used, uh, LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. I'm, I'm actually very curious to see which direction Gordon takes the Not Sports Report today. Gordon, I, I tentatively and cautiously turn things over to you. Where are we going today? Well, we're going to Canada in a second. But first, uh, did you see... That Kim Kardashian was taking a stroll outside her home and uh, ran across a uh, lobster that was uh, crawling toward her? No, no, didn't see that one. I mean, that's something that you you might expect to see a lobster if you're out on a boat somewhere. But if you're just walking around your house, to see a lobster crawling up... Uh, up up to you is is a bit out of place would it not be is it is it somebody's pet i don't know i don't know but there's a video of it you can check it out online if you want hmm. a lobster and now i think it has its own uh twitter account oh yo, how nice but anyway okay so let me take you north of the border and i want to be sensitive about this Good. Air okay. on the side of sensitivity, I agree. I, I, I want to do this responsibly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but have you noticed that recently there were some uh, applications for vanity license plates around here that were um, not allowed? Uh, I rem- uh, yes, I've seen this story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There have been some. 
along those lines. But there was a case of this up in Nova Scotia where a man was denied uh, the right to have uh, his name on his license plate. All right. It's his family's name that he wanted on there. By the way, whatever happened to vanity plates? Is anybody doing this anymore? I don't know. The, what was the, the one you wanted to get back in the day? Well, I had a few. No, back the, in the, the, day. the other one that, uh, that we used to tease you for mercilessly. <laughs> I'm not sure which one you're talking about. Which Porsche I, was this on? No, I was it saying, says six chicks, I think. Oh, that was that was the one somebody suggested. Yeah, but uh, I had I had uh, three points in California, which was quite a grab, really, because it was uh, one of those deals where you know in California it's hard to get a plate like that. But I had three points as as, as one license plate. And then when I moved up here, I had I had three points on the one, but on the other one I had air ball. Mm. I thought that was good, you know, a good balance. And then I think uh, I think I might have had mutter once, M U D D E R, on a family car that was like a uh, a four wheeler. Uh, and I think I had another one. This was way back when 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 this was kind of fun. Now it seems like very few people are doing that stuff anymore. Uh, but, so now uh, that you're worried about what people think, you don't have one then? No, I just I just got through that phase. Although I still have the California license plate that said three points mm-hmm. on it. It's spelled out three points, completely spelled out. The only thing that's kind of in California. Kind of vain? Was, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, they are called vanity plates, they right? They are? Mm-hmm. Are they, they are. called pers- personal, personalized plates? I, I, I'm not sure what they're called anymore. Austin, have you ever had one? No. <laughs> Jake, have you ever had a, a personalized plate? I have not, but my mother has pretty much my entire life. And uh, does she still have it? Yeah, says her name. My license plates oh. are whatever that prisoner tamps into it at yeah, the right. point of the mountain. <laughs> I'm not too picky either. No. <laughs> Me neither. I, I don't mess with it much anymore. But this man wanted to have his name on his license plate, and it was absolutely denied by the local government. And he took it to court, and uh, I I think he was ultimately denied. Now, his name, he was just going to have his last name on his plate, but his first name is Lorne, as in Lorne Green, L-O-R-N-E. And his last name, I think... The pronunciation of it is Gray Bear, but it's spelled, spell it, picture this in your minds with me, G-R-A-B-H-E-R. Okay, yeah, I think we all get it. So he was denied that, and he felt like, well, that's my name. You know, he was he was taught to uh, have take great pride in his name. And now it's denied as though it's some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of obscenity or something. I, I, I do understand the sensitivity to having that on, you know, your license plate. But that's his name. What do you think? Where You're Mr. Freedom. What do you, where do you come down on that, Jake? Uh, well, if you think about it, isn't a license plate a, actually a symbol of not having uh, entirely freedom? Um, 
if you want to put it that way. But yeah, I get not driving around town with an obscene license plate. I understand the sensitivity there. Uh-huh. But this is not Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it to the, well, what if your last name is and come up with some other ridiculously obscene term. G-R-A-B-H-E-R. Denied. I know someone whose last name is Butfache, and it's spelled B-U-T-T-F-A-C-E. <laughs> Could you put that on your license plate? Butfache. <laughs> 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 That's really funny. I, I, that, Austin? I, I don't know. I don't know what goes and what doesn't anymore. But if it's your name, I don't know. I knew a, you, this one's true. I knew a girl in high school. Her name was Anna Rexic. She put that on her license plate. Is that all right? Other uh, people suffering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Gray Bear, see your way out, sir. <laughs> How about how about the, the guy? What was the guy's name? Harry Butt. Does that go? Yeah, that's, See, that's this not is, okay. This is the, the inevitability of this segment and where it was headed. Well, I mean, this is his name. What if I put eye cup on the <laughs> license plate, huh, Gordon? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is his name. It's. A, I think it's a German Austrian name. And, you know, most Americans would see it as grabber, you know, and then they would find that to be uh, insensitive, I guess, these days, based on some these of these. These days? <laughs> well, you I mean, mean since man began speaking? <laughs> what do you mean, these days? Well, what would you suggest this guy do? Should get a license plate from a, the state! Get a normal I mean, license plate. Spend your money on the poor, maybe. Not a piece of metal on your car. Hold on. Every time he writes his name, it, it, someone's going to look at that and, you know. Fine. But he's not waving it around town on a license on plate. On his car, yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe he's proud of his name. I'm maybe not. He wa- maybe he wants everybody to know who's behind the wheel. Oh, we know. <laughs> we should just get rid of vanity license or plates. the not sports report. Yeah. Either one. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, you think they would they would they? What do you think he's going to uh, mistake him for uh, a certain you know president or something? I I, I don't know. Or radio host. Uh, we have some breaking news. According to Adam Schefter of ESPN, Tampa is the expected landing spot for Tom Brady, barring anything unforeseen, according to sources. There's no signing date or announcement officially set up, but Brady is expected to be a Buccaneer. Well, they're grabbing him while they can. I, I, I think that uh, that's, uh, that must have been a deal that was all tucked away a long, long time ago, don't you? Yes, but you are just something else, you know, <laughs> You're just a, a a miracle, a special person. Well, the bucks, the bucks were grabbing while the grabbing's good. All right, we're talking to Bowler next. Stay tuned, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. The zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The head coach of the Utah State men's basketball team, Craig Smith. You know, they don't give you a handbook for this type of thing. It was one of those moments, guys, where I just remember exactly where I was, what I was doing when the NCAA made that announcement that all championships are going to be canceled. You just can't even describe every range of emotion. You see a guy like Sam Merrill, who I've never seen shed a tear, and there was a lot of tears with him. Uh, a guy like Diogo Brito, who Diogo is just a passion. At Spitfire, and we're all meeting on the gym at center court, and we get done, and Diogo sprints up the ramp. You know, he just didn't want to say goodbye. He didn't want to give hugs, and not give hugs because of the coronavirus. He just wasn't ready for it to be done. And so you got to be there for your guys and support them, certainly. That was a tough deal to go through. 
Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. All right.